Hi, welcome to the Inspired Painter Podcast. My name is Jessica Libor, and I am a Philadelphia-based artist, curator, and art professor, as well as artist coach. In this podcast, I cover topics vital to the success of emerging and established artists, like inspiration, mindset, art business relationships, and artist career strategy. You'll also hear interviews from art world luminaries who share their wisdom. My goal for this podcast is for you to feel encouraged, inspired, and in control of your art career, and to help you become the best artist that you can be. This episode is sponsored by the Luminary Artist Academy. The Luminary Artist Academy is a six-month, self-paced, transformational course for contemporary realist, feminine artists to blossom into the higher level of professional success from the inside out. The Luminary Artist Academy was written for you. As an artist myself, who has been through the dark night of my own soul, and through the thickets of my own limiting beliefs, in order to come out on the other side, I feel the struggle and I know where you are. I know the desires that you feel and the frustration at feeling like they are out of reach, and I have discovered the keys to unlocking your own potential and totally transforming the reality of your creative practice and your experience as an artist in a very short time after doing it myself. And I wrote the Luminary Artist Academy to share this process with you. So the Luminary Artist Academy is a comprehensive, detailed, step-by-step course that takes you on an odyssey through the inner chambers of your heart and soul to your creative practice and out into the world where you shine your confident feminine light as a luminary in your field. This course supports you every single step of the way to guide you into stepping into your highest version of yourself within your artistic career and your life. Don't let another year go by just thinking about it and without taking action. Being in limbo, saying next time or I'll do it later, is the reason why you feel like you're spinning your wheels and staying stuck. By doing the same things in the same way, you'll likely be in the same place you are now, six months from now, if you don't take action. Take the first steps today to believe in a different future for yourself. The gallery shows, press celebrating your work, and sales pouring in from your art is what you know you are meant for and what you ultimately deserve. Your most aligned artistic career is waiting for you. It's time to believe in yourself and value your dreams. I believe in you. Explore the course via the link in the show notes or at www.thevisionaryartistsalon.com. excited to be here with you today to talk about a really exciting accomplishment that I just realized that I had done over the last 12 months. Um, I had not been keeping track of the amount of artworks that I sold over the last 12 months 
which I don't recommend, by the way. I, um, I do recommend knowing what's going on. <laughs> but I, I knew that I was selling more during this year, but I didn't realize how much. And after looking at my records, I realized that I had sold 48 of my original artworks in the last 12 months. And these range from sketches to, you know, really large paintings. So I want to talk about how I did it, actually, because I think that it will be helpful for you. And if you're an artist, you know, trying to make a living, if that's a priority to you, you want to sell more work, I think you might be able to take some nuggets from today's podcast and apply that to your own practice. And I just want to say this is the most I've ever sold in my life within, you know, a 12-month time period. And I really amazed myself. <laughs> so I just want to celebrate that because, you know, we're always striving for the next thing as artists, right? And this is this may be just human nature. We're always striving for the next goal. We We accomplish it and then we want to go on to the next thing and what more can we accomplish? What's the next level? But we need to really stop and, you know, celebrate the amazing accomplishments that we have done, you know, and if this sounds like overwhelming to you that I've sold 48 of my original artworks and you feel a sense of like comparison, I just want to say that, you know, I could absolutely be doing the same thing. Okay. Yes, I sold 48 of my artworks. And yes, that's an amazing accomplishment for any artist. However, there are artists out there who sell their work more frequently than that. And they sell their work for higher prices and they exhibit in more prestigious places. So no matter where you are in your, you know, in your art career, there's always somebody who is going to be at a higher level than you. So, you know, don't let that steal your joy from the amazing accomplishments that you are doing every day, okay? Because, you know, selling one piece, if you sell one piece in a year and that is more than you sold the year before, that's an amazing accomplishment and you should absolutely celebrate that. But of course, I want to help you sell more than one piece, so that's what this podcast is going to be about. So I am currently recording uh, from my home and outside it is snowing. I have the candles lit all around me. They smell like lavender and I just, I'm in, in such a cozy mood and um, yeah, it's a winter wonderland outside and it's so pretty. So I'm just going to imagine that you're right here across the table from me and we are just chatting over a cup of tea and um, just chatting about how I did it and I'm sharing how you might be able to do it too. All right, so in the last 12 months, I showed with four museums, which I already did a podcast about, and then I also sold 48 original artworks, and that doesn't even count the prints because I do have a pretty robust print um, print business. So people do order my prints from my website. And I didn't realize how much I had sold until I printed out all my records for the year. And this is why it's so important to keep records. I always say this, but keeping records has really been such a game changer for me because before I started taking good records, 
It was very difficult for me to understand where my income was coming from and how to repeat that. And after taking really great records over the past year, I was able to see where exactly my income was coming from. And then also like going into this year, I'm going to be able to really amp up, you know, those those places that I saw some success and I'm going to put more effort into those and put less effort into the ones that really didn't see much traction. So it's such an important thing to keep good records. I use Artwork Archive. It's very inexpensive and um, it's just such an amazing tool. And there's other ones out there as well. There's different tools that you can use for artists, but you basically just want some place where you are able to keep track of all your artworks and see what exhibitions you are submitting to and then what sells and then also put your collectors in there as well and it's it's just such a great tool so i started keeping records with artwork archive actually last fall which is so embarrassing that i haven't had a good system before then but before then i would just like do like pdfs and stuff but um but with Artwork Archive, I was able to really keep track of this and be very specific. And by the way, they don't sponsor me. I just think it's an awesome product. So each piece adds up for sure. And I, I just, I really didn't realize how much I was selling until I looked at it all because I'm preparing for taxes and I realized that I sold 48 pieces. So how did I accomplish this? And how can you accomplish this? So first of all, I just want to talk about the energy of this. The first thing I did last year was I stepped into the energy of being a successful artist. So I was very intentional going into 2021 that I really wanted to step into the energy of an artist who was making a living from their art, felt very in integrity and proud about her work and was presenting her work in a way that was very professional. So that's a certain energy and that's not an energy of waiting around and it's not an energy of postponing things. It's really an energy of taking action and of taking risks and of allowing yourself to be seen because as an artist, we share our personality and our deepest selves through our art. And it can be like a double-edged sword where sometimes we want to share our work and then sometimes we kind of want to hide because it's so personal to us. And this year, I just really wanted to shine and really dive into what kind of art I wanted to create and just really let it be seen. And that's what I did. So last year, I planned a spring, a spring show. And that show was called Wild Love. And that gave me a focal point to focus on to create amazing work. So I hosted this um, exhibition within my own studio. And I hosted it online. This was like the height of the pandemic. So, you know, I didn't really have an open studio for that. I just did it virtually, but it gave me a focal point. So I was creating work for that. It was completely within my control. There was nobody telling me what to do with the show and I put it out there. So one thing I did was I, I put the date out there 
and like made like an event page and started inviting people like six months before the show. And when I did that, it's like a public commitment that I am going to do this. And that then gave me pressure in the best way to follow through on what I said I was going to do. And I didn't really have like an out. I mean, I could cancel it, but I didn't want to do that. I mean, I was putting all this effort into it and I really wanted to complete some works for the show. So having something to really focus on, like a big goal to focus on, really helped me to create work that I felt like was a really high caliber. And even if I didn't like sell all the pieces at that show, I was going to, my plan was to use them to like submit to different competitions and and then submit to like different exhibitions and like send them to different galleries and museums, like all these other potential opportunities, I would then have really quality work that I could use. So that was my plan to have this like viewing, showing, and then afterwards to kind of figure out what I was going to do with any work that did not sell because everything that I was making I felt like was at a higher caliber than I had made before. So it was a very intentional choice to step into this higher level energy of being a successful artist and also like um, feeling like it was the best work I had ever made. So that's what I did. I really wasn't intentional about that and the deadline of the show the public deadline of the show really helped me to actually create the work in time and not postpone it. So that's something I would really actually suggest is putting some kind of a focal point in order to create work because I don't know about you, but like a deadline, especially a self-imposed deadline where you know it's important, this is like part of your life plan, part of your goals that are like really important to you. It really helps me. And having it be public, that is also a proven way to get you to do what you say. <laughs> All right, so so that was number one. Um, I, you know, I made this show and I was making artwork that was for that show. I also stepped into the identity of worthiness that my artwork was worth collecting that it was worth paying for, and it was worth really cherishing. Like, it was really a worthy thing. And that internal deciding and that internal cherishing of my work is really actually important, even though it seems like it's not that action-focused. And it's kind of invisible, right? You can't really see what somebody's thinking. But eventually you can see what somebody's thinking because their actions are going to line up with it. So I really worked on cherishing my work and really valuing it. And that also goes hand in hand with improving your self-esteem and your self-worth because that goes hand in hand with how you're going to value the work that you create. So that was also very important. I, um, you know, I... I also prioritized things that improve your self-esteem just in general, like working out, you know, making time to spend with friends, doing fun things, and, you know, really just treating myself like a worthy individual. So secondly, I prioritized my goals for that year, which were museum shows and selling work. So those were my business goals for last year. And yeah, 
I applied to every museum show that I possibly could. I, I looked it up online and I applied to every museum show that I possibly could. And some things I was rejected from, some things I was accepted to. And two of the museum contacts actually happened without me even having to apply to them, which is really amazing, actually. So this is kind of like a law of attraction-ish kind of thing, because I hadn't ever shown at a museum before. And then last year, I showed in four, five, if you count this one, I'm going to talk about in a second. Um, and I just put the intention out there, you know, and I was, I was seeking it. I think I was kind of like on the frequency of, you know, museums, I guess, <laughs> because one of the museums, um, the independent seaport museum, they contacted me totally out of the blue. I didn't even have to apply. They just, I got an email one day. They said, you know, we, we see that you're an artist in Philadelphia. We really like your work. And we were wondering if we could exhibit some of your pieces in our show that we're having during this summer. And I thought that was so amazing because it aligned so much with my goals for the year. And of course I said yes. And one of them sold. And it was just really an amazing thing. So that was really serendipity and alignment, I think. And then also the Delaware Art Museum. Okay, this is an amazing story. So I was doing a pop-up show um, at a, a local place. And I was just there for the day. And, um, you know, I had all my nicest work there. And, you know, with pop-up shows, sometimes it can be tempting to just like bring some lower priced works or just like, you know, bring some prints, something like that. But I decided to actually bring some of my nicest works to this pop-up show because I was like, you know what? I'm going to show up fully. I'm going to show up fully and it may be more work to transport my nicer paintings, but I'm going to show up fully because I want to be seen at my fullest potential as an artist and kind of put that out into the world and so yeah I actually I actually brought like all my nicest pieces and I met a lot of interesting people that day and then I remember this couple came in um this was at the end of the summer and um and this guy he started just you know, grabbing different pieces. He he bought one original and a couple of prints. And he was like, oh, I just love your work so much. This is like so amazing. It just really resonates with me. And he was like, it really reminds me of the pre-Raphaelites. And I was just like, really? That's so amazing. And that's so niche. Like the average person doesn't know a lot about the pre-Raphaelites, right? And I was just delighted to find somebody that like so resonated with my work and knew so much about art. Well, it turns out that he was on the board of the Delaware Art Museum and he loved the Pre-Raphaelites so much because um, that is one of the things that they are experts at because they have the largest collection in America, I believe. And um, it was just such a serendipitous meeting because I was helping 
to put up this show called The New Pre-Raphaelites with Eric Contemporary. And um, I had a couple pieces in there and I told him about the show and he was just amazed. And it was just like the stars aligned professionally in that moment. And he said, you know, I'm going to put you in contact with the museum and maybe they can like do something for you. So I ended up interviewing um, someone at the museum, which the podcast episode is, um, I don't remember the name, the, um, the number of it, but you can scroll down and find it. It's with the Delaware Art Museum. And, um, and so we ended up doing a podcast episode with the museum and they ended up promoting the show and they ended up, um, just being such allies for the exhibition. And I just thought that was such an amazing thing that happened just without me having to like make anything happen without me having to send an email or even like do a phone call. Like it was just a meeting of the minds. Um, literally I got an email from the museum the next day before I even had a chance to follow up, um, with that person that I met. So, um, that all that to say, um, it was a, it was a blend of me applying to exhibitions that felt aligned. And then also like just, kind of being on that energy level of like my work is aligned with museum shows and it's worth collecting so it was like it was like a higher energy that I was in and it was very intentional because I wrote my goals down last year um, to be in more museum shows and to sell more work I wasn't very specific but (laughs) um but those things happened. I sold a lot more work and I showed with a lot more museums. So the energy is an important part of it and like really believing that you are worthy of it. And then also the action is important because some of those um, museum shows definitely happened because I applied to them. And then also for the sales. Okay, so the sales are next, but I just want to acknowledge how amazing that was that two of those museum shows happened without me having to like even try. Um, So I just want to say that was amazing. So now with selling the artworks. So there were a few ways that I sold the works. And I just want to say also not all were expensive pieces. Some were relatively inexpensive sketches, just like sketches out of my notebook Um, But some were like multi-thousand dollar artworks, like paintings, big paintings. But um, the the 48 pieces, they just ended up adding up. So first of all, I made the work available to buy online. So this was an important part because sometimes I would wake up and somebody like a stranger would have bought a piece online from my website. And I know that some artists don't like to put their work up online. And I totally understand that, especially if if you are working with a lot of galleries and you don't want to feel competitive to them. But there are ways that you can do it um, that will make it more private, less competitive. For instance, giving your email list a password protected link to your website that contains all of the works for sale with prices on them, stuff like that, Um, or emailing your collectors individually and letting them know what's for sale or sending them a link, password protected as well. So you don't have to like have it publicly available for people all the time. So 
But for me, I do have most of my works publicly available on my website or on Artsy if it's with different galleries. So yeah, um, that was definitely an important part because some days I would just wake up and somebody would have just bought a piece and it was very exciting. Some of them, I've, I've, I don't know how these people found me, but some of them I will, well, most of them I emailed and I said like, how did you find me? Um, what do you like about this piece? Some people didn't respond and some people, um, I did get some responses. Um, most of them had been on my mailing list for a while, or they followed me on Instagram or they found me on Pinterest, something like that. So yeah, definitely having your works available online is very, very, that's a way that people can easily collect from you. And sometimes people need to like, they need to follow you for a while to really fall in love with your work and then decide, yes, I want to have a piece of this person's work, life, career, you know, because it is an investment. All right. So yes, that, that is an important part, having the work available to buy online. And then second, I did take some commissions. I did several commissions. Um, sometimes I do commissions of somebody's child, somebody's husband or wife, somebody's mom. You know, they're usually like somebody wants a painting of a family member, something like that. And these usually happen organically, like somebody will meet me or find me online and then send me a message or ask me in person, like, um, do you do commissions? Would you be able to paint my grandmother? You know, something like that. And, you know, not all of these commissions are aligned with what I do. I really just take the ones that I feel are aligned with me and my work. So yeah, so I took some commissions and then third, I entered juried art shows and competitions and some of the works that were accepted into these juried art shows and commission and competitions, they sold. So a couple of works did sell at some juried art shows and competitions that I was in, which was really exciting and always a nice surprise. So that was nice. And, you know, Again, a lot of artists go back and forth about the juried art shows because they they do have entry fees and, you know, sometimes you just have to weigh whether or not you think it'll be worth it for you because your work has to really be aligned with that organization's vision. So finding organizations and, you know, museums, galleries that really align with your vision is very, very important. So really check in with yourself before you enter that show or competition and spend that money on the entry fee and see if it really aligns with you. If you would be proud to present your work there, if you find it interesting, you know, if there's a spark there. But yeah, some of those works did, sh- did sell and that was really, really amazing. So fourth, I consigned work with galleries that I worked with and some work sold through the galleries. So that is another way. Um, Yeah, if you have galleries that you work with, just keep that relationship fresh by, you know, emailing them or, you know, talking with them like maybe like once a month, something like that. 
just to keep it fresh. And then you can also just send them new work sometimes and just keep it, keep it rolling and keep it fresh. So fifthly, I participated in local pop-up exhibits at alternative spaces in my city. So these can look like many different opportunities. Um, and, you know, they can look, they can look like, um, you know, partnering with retail shops, partnering with, um, you know, assisted living communities or apartment complexes. It can, it can look like anything, really. <laughs> There's unique opportunities that happen in every city and they may work for you. Some of these have worked for me really well. It just, it's kind of hit or miss, but if you present yourself very professionally in an alternative space, then typically you're going to make some contacts and sometimes you will sell works. I have absolutely sold original works at things like this. And then I've also gotten like really big commissions from them as well. So any, any place where you feel like it's an elevated space and there's going to be professional people there, it's usually a good idea to show your work there. I mean, it doesn't always have to be in a white box gallery. So you could look into your local opportunities within your local city and see what unique opportunities happen there. And then sixth, I, per I prioritized building my email list. So this was really important. So I probably sent more emails this year than I did in previous years. I just decided to really nurture my email list. And this is something that I go into in really depth in the Luminary Artist Academy is building your email list, how to get people on your email list, um, you know, even if you've never met them before. And then also just like nurturing and building that trust between you and the people on your mailing list. It's really, really important. I do make a lot of sales from my email list. And I know that the people who open that, open my email list, it's like a connection. And I hear back from them, you know, they'll, they'll respond a lot of times to my emails. So it's really important. And I think that that was a big part in what contributed to all my sales this this year. So seventh, I intentionally built deeper connections with existing collectors. So, you know, I would send them little gifts. Um, I would email them. Um, you know, every couple months I would just like email them. And then that helps to really keep you top of mind and make them think of you in like a warm way, you know? And People want to buy art from people that they know, like, and trust. So, so definitely, you know, build deeper connections with your existing collectors because many of my collectors absolutely own more than one of my pieces. They end up buying like three, four, five, six, seven. And, um, and so it's important to keep those relationships really, really great. So eight, I held virtual and in-person open studios. So, you know, with the pandemic, don't let it stop you. Um, I held virtual open studios, virtual exhibitions. And then I also, um, when things got a little bit better, I did hold one in-person open studio this year. And 
it was just very small, but it did result in some sales as well. So those are the ways that I sold all of my all of my artworks the last 12 months. So it's not really like one thing is like the key. Actually, if I was going to say one thing is the key, it is really your mindset, your mindset that you are worthy of this and that your art is worth being collected because everything else is going to flow out of that. Every action you take, everything you do with your art is going to flow from how you view your artwork. So yes, that is, those are the keys to how I created my success in my art career in the last year, the last 12 months. And I do go into a really deep dive in all of these methods in my new course, the Luminary Artist Academy. And yeah, I have like worksheets in there as well as like templates of like um, what to send your collectors and, you know, basically step-by-step step for building your email list and with tech tutorials and everything, as well as all of the mindset training and, you know, all these different meditations and affirmations. And also you get a couple coaching sessions with me in there. So it's a really awesome course. It's like the course that I needed when I just got out of college. It's like exactly what I needed to like build my art career. And it would have saved me so much floundering so so I put everything in there everything step by step so if you want to check out that course you can via the link in the show notes or at the visionaryartistsalon.com and I truly believe in it I truly believe it can change your art career if you do the work and um, yeah it's it's a really awesome thing I'm really proud of it so I hope this has been helpful I hope that you decide to make this year the most awesome ever and you definitely have the power to do so and you have the power to sell more artworks this year than you ever have before. So this year for me, I am in the process of setting my goals. I haven't set the solid goals yet because I have been um, kind of taking stock of the last year during January, but this week, I'm sitting down and I am really making all my goals for my art career this year. And it's going to be totally amazing. I'm going to build on last year because I have so much more information now after achieving such success this year about what works and what doesn't. So I anticipate this year just building on the last and I cannot wait to see where the trajectory of this all leads. And one thing I'm really excited about this year is really continuing to make work that inspires me at like a really deep level because I think that that's the work that you're really proud of, you know, and that really contributes something to the world. Like aside from all of the sales and accolades and like anything you might win, like if you make work that you're really proud of, that you feel is like really resonant and like amazing then you're going to win no matter what, you know, and because you'll be contributing to mankind and womankind, and you're going to be elevating everybody around you by creating your work that is your highest work and inspiring everybody. So there's like a deeper purpose there as well. Okay, I think that's all I want to say for this episode, but I would love to hear 
what your plan is this year. And um, if you want to join me, I'm actually leading a free workshop. I'm leading a free workshop on goal setting. So we're going to go over some specific ways to set goals over the next year. And I am giving that um, in two weeks. So if you want to sign up for that, you can. I'll have that in the link in show notes as well. It's called Elevate Your Art Career. And it's going to be an expansive free workshop on goal setting. So you are welcome to sign up for that. And I am so excited to see you there. So if you want to um, share what some of your goals are for this year, I am so curious. You can share in the Facebook group and I will see you there. All right, guys, I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful week and I will talk to you very soon. Thank you so much for listening to the Inspired Painter podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, I would so appreciate you leaving a five-star review with your experience. This helps other people discover the podcast who might be encouraged by it as well. And if you are interested in booking a coaching call with me to create a plan for your art career and overcome limits that may be holding you back, please visit the link in the show notes or send me a DM on Instagram at Jessica Libor Studio. I can't wait to hear from you. Until next time, stay inspired.